everybody! Welcome to everyone's favorite time of the week! That's right! It's What Did I Order! Where the weirdness gets really weird, and things are always going unexpectedly. Now let's turn it over to everybody's favorite master of ceremonies! It's Heath! Welcome back to What Did I Order! Yep, that's right, that's right. We are back once again. It's time for you to call a friend, call your mama, call your girl, call your kids. Tell them all to listen. This is not going to be in any way inappropriate. What? Gibbermouse over here. Wow, I can't even say gibbermouse. Gibbermouth? Alright, well you guys get the idea. I'm here. I'm queer. What? Maybe we should start this over again. <laughs> Welcome back to What Did I Order? That's right, we're back. And I've lost it. Holy crap, man. Good googly moogly. How do you guys put up with listening to this show? It's a whole bunch of dumb, dumbness. But, like I said, or did I say, did I out? I don't know. I'm back. Go ahead and tell all your friends. Tell your family, tell your wife, tell your children, in no way, shape, or form is this going to be inappropriate. Turn it up in your uh, in your cubicle at work. We're not going to get you in trouble with HR here. It's just a good old-fashioned episode of What Do You? Um, going to do a little touching base on uh, some things I didn't talk about last week and some stuff I probably should have gone over a little deeper. And uh, we'll just see what's going on in the world. Without further ado, hit the static. You know, I told you guys uh, I wasn't wanting to put the music in there anymore. I want to kind of give it its own thing and not do anything like that. Kind of get away from that one. But it doesn't mean I'm done talking about music. And I want you guys to go check out a band called Dead on a Sunday. I have I listened to these guys a few times before, but I've recently gotten really into them. There's this whole thing going on on Instagram. If you guys are into music, it, you've probably seen it. But like the joke is the singer wearing like a uh, chef apron, white. And... Uh, they do a cover of uh, Damn It by Blink-182 in kind of like this goth punk sound. And when he's singing, he sounds a lot like Bob from Bob's Burgers. So the whole joke there is kind of like, you know. But the guy's got a wide range of like vocal um, talents and sounds. Uh, it's got a cool kind of like Blink-182 meets Depeche Mode or The Cure. Um, but yeah, I've been jamming them. Obviously, they got some pretty cool covers. Um, Damn It... Somebody Told Me by The Killers, Bloody Mary by Lady Gaga, Goodbye Horses. I do not remember who is the original of Goodbye Horses, but if you've seen Silence of the Lamb, that ooh song that uh, Buffalo Bill's dancing to when he's doing the old tucking tucker, yeah, doing the good old-fashioned tucks, dancing in the mirror, yeah, that's Goodbye Horses, but... They've got an album called Strange Days, and there's some great tracks on there. Um, Revenge, uh, Caroline, uh, what was the one? The Last Kiss, Carry You Home. There's some stuff on here I'm really enjoying. I've listened to this album actually a few times yesterday when I'm mowing. It's nothing long. It's like 40 minutes. And, uh, yeah, I've got a big yard, so I got to listen to that one a few times. But, yeah, I definitely suggest it. Go listen to the covers. Listen to... Uh, the Stranger Days came out in 2022. Um, I'm digging them right now. 
capitalize on the thought of strange days, it is strange days when I don't have much to tell you about in the way of McFarland toys. Wasn't a whole lot of stuff that came out. Um, obviously at San Diego Comic Con, they did the announcer for their Kickstarter on the uh, the Big Boy Samurai Spawn. Uh, a couple statues, but uh, the only thing I really think that uh, popped up that I didn't really share with you guys that's going to be a little bit more mainstream is the Big Bad Toy exclu- Big Bad Toy Store exclusive black and white Martian Manhunter gold label. Looks good. Tell me you've heard this one before. Disney is remaking a movie that should not be remade for kids. And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, like, what are they remaking? Is it Dumbo? No, they already remade Dumbo. Is it such such? No, they're remaking The Hangover. Yeah, let that one set in. Like, if you watch the trailer for this movie and think it's anything other than The Hangover, you've lost your damn mind. It's called The Slumber Party. Now, obviously, this is going to be a Disney Channel exclusive. Um, yeah, um... Titus Burge is the only uh, actor or actress I've recognized from the trailer. Uh, if you've seen the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you'd recognize him as the roommate. He's popped up in other things, but um, yeah, I suggest you go watch the trailer. It wakes up. They're all like waking up on the floor, like looking around. Instead of a tiger, it's ducks, and they've lost one of their friends. It was supposed to be like uh, some girl's birthday hangout. They uh, get hypnotized, and all of a sudden they wake up and just... Appears that things have gone wrong, so maybe it's a little bit of the hangover meets dude, where's my car? But yeah, this is ballsy. I uh, I I can't help but think like there's gonna be kids that see this, and at some point in time in their adult years, somebody older and more fucked up is gonna be like, "Well, have you ever seen the Hangover?" They're gonna watch it and like, "Man, these guys ripped this off from Disney and made it more vulgar." Nah, exact opposite. They made it less vulgar. Did anybody out there really think that there wasn't going to be backlash from the Barbie movie? Like, I don't have to see this movie to tell you this is a female-led film, so it's probably going to have some female-led ideas. And essentially, Republicans, especially that uh, numb nuts Hitler youth haircut Ben Shapiro is attacking the film. Good lord, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like... It's a movie called Barbie. Everything's in pink. The actress is uh, playing a character. Uh, I, I don't have to see this film to know that it's probably going to be a feminist idea film. There's nothing wrong with that. People need that. You can't just have the same old fucking story told the same old fucking way. Yeah, we're going to take Mattel and let them, you know, do this thing. And I, like, come on, who's really pissed at this other than dumbasses? I mean, it's kind of like the whole fucking Jason Aldean thing. I haven't listened to the song. I haven't watched the music video. People are claiming it's racist and uh, talking about how this is bad for country music. And I'm more offended by the fact that people think Jason Aldean is fucking country music. Jason Aldean's not country music. That's absolute horseshit. Jason Aldean wears a cowboy hat, skin-tight jeans... And pretends to be country. He's making pop and R&B music for people that are afraid of black people. That is stone cold the facts there. 
and now people are all up in hands because, from my understanding, the song advocates violence in retaliation to violence if you try to do shit in a small town. Let me tell you something right now. I'm from a small town. Well, not from a small town. I'm from Houston. But since the third grade, I've lived in small towns for the majority of the time since moving away from Houston. And I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, they might look at the kids wearing all black a little funny. You might get told to turn your fucking rap music down. But at the end of the day, most people in a small town aren't openly racist. I'm not saying there are no racist people in small towns, at least in my experience. But for the most part, they're good-hearted people. They will, you know, wave at you while you're driving down the road. You might not even know that person. You're not going to get a, you know, a couple fingers up from the steering wheel. They're going to talk to you when you go into the gas station. You you might not expect to talk to somebody, and all of a sudden you're going to have a conversation about, oh, man, we got to get out there and do this. I'm just filling up the tractor. Got to get back out there. We got another two acres to mow in the back. Like, there's, there's all this shit you're going to hear, but, like, I've never seen violence for people being different in a small town. Grant, you know, I'm 35. Uh, my small town experience is a lot different than people that might be older than me, especially in the area I'm at. But there were people of all skin colors in the town that I grew up in. There were people of all skin tones that I graduated my graduating class. Nobody was mad at anybody for the skin tone. That's old, old stuff. And the thing that really fucking pisses me off, again, this is advocating violence in a small town for these things that don't happen. That's not what small town people are. So it disappoints me to see people from small areas, A, like, be like, yeah, fucking drive that in a small town. Bitch, you wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight, to quote Jay-Z. I mean, these people act like this, and it's just, it bothers me so much People see people from a small town excited about this song, where it's just more and more of Nashville bullshit that's not actually country. It's fucking pop. And, like, excited about this. These fuckers wouldn't do shit like that. They're in a small town because they want to be left alone. They're not looking to go out and cause violence. It's just the fucking ignorance in the fucking media that keeps trying to push a divide through people. And I'll tell you right now, that cocksucker, Jason Aldean, isn't from a small town. And he's all making fucking Georgia. It's a hundred thousand people plus city. It's not a small town. He's also not even a good fucking person that you should be excited about his fucking song lyrics. Dude fucking cheated on his wife. What do I say? What consulting or consenting adults do. That fucker cheated on his wife. And now he's married to the woman that he cheated on his wife with. So he's he's got a new wife. Good for him. No, fuck him. Um, also, there was also this fucking other guy that I saw a quote from talking about how the modern age has made made it like people soft and willing to talk shit online. And he said that pe more people should be punched in the face. So I'm like, oh, another fucking jackass Nashville pop boy um, talking violence. What the fuck was his name that I saw this quote from? Um, Oh, what the fuck? Br Brantley Gilbert. You go look up Mr. fucking Brantley Gilbert's fucking catalog, and he does the exact same shit as Jason Aldean. He's pop music. Um, you look at him, he's got his nice little fucking haircut, it's all trimmed nice on the side, slicked back, he's got his earrings, his properly manicured beard, he's wearing these fashionable ripped jeans, and he's got all these fucking tattoos. Promise you, there's not a motherfucker 
that looks like this in a small town. And this guy right here is going to get more hate in a small town, get made fun of, of actual country folks, than the fucking, like, violence you will see going towards people of color. You look like this in a small town. You look like Jason Aldean or this Bradley Gilbert person. People are going to make fun of you re-fucking-diculously. These motherfuckers would be made to cry in a small town. That's why it pisses me off that you see people... Like, these guys make what is quote-unquote country music for fucking city people. Because it's not real country. It's fucking bullshit. And it just irritates me to no fucking end. Like... I mean, come on. How many of you people out there listening have really sat there and listened to Kenny Chesney and been like, she thinks my tractor sexy. And been like, are people really like that in a small town? No, nobody's fucking sitting there looking at some dude on a tractor like, oh, that tractor makes his dick so fucking big. No, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, the guy driving a tractor might have a hot-ass wife. Nobody's looking to just fuck the farmer's daughter because nine times out of ten, a true farmer's daughter that's sitting out there and working on the fucking farm has got more calluses on her hands than half the people listening to this shit. She can fucking drink you under the table in whiskey and generally lets out fucking harsher farts than bodybuilders on a high-protein diet. Sorry, not trying to bust your bubble in ro of what this romantic size fucking Nashville country has made you think of a small town it ain't how it fucking goes it just fuck these motherfuckers fucking making bullshit non-country music advertised to fucking country people that aren't country that think they're country because they fucking wear wranglers and live in cities you get out there and you meet people that actually fucking work with Bob Bart they don't have nice fucking boots they don't have pedicured nails. They don't have fashionably ripped jeans. Most of the times they don't want ripped jeans because if you're working in ripped jeans and you're trying to fix a fucking barbed wire fence or you're out in the pasture and you get hit with bull nettles, guess what? Bull nettles are you're getting your ass ate up. You want your skin covered. Most of these guys don't have these fucking bullshit fancy ass tattoos. They might have some fucking tattoo that they got when they were in the army, but these guys out working real fucking country jobs in small towns aren't wasting their fucking money on tattoos and fashionable clothing because they're trying to fucking make a living. And generally, working a farm isn't the most fucking profitable thing, so they don't have fucking fuck you money to waste on bullshit items like this. That's when, when I've talked to you guys about in the past about these fucking artists canceling shows on whim because they don't feel good. And the how it affects their like fan base and why their fan bases should be pissed off at them it's because they're small, their fucking fan bases are ignorant people from small towns that don't have a whole lot of money to blow on shit like this so when they put their money up for tickets hotel rooms you know child care and then they have to cancel all that and have to save that money back up again it fucks them so fuck Nashville country fuck these guys that are instigating violence in the name of like some fucking violent hillbilly thing. I've never been in a fight in a small town. Got my ass kicked in a city, though. Also, fucking shout out to Tyler Childers. He's not my favorite country artist, because I think he's more of an indie country guy. Like, I don't think he's, like, really country music. I think he's more of an indie rock guy. He's got some damn good songs. But now people are fucking up in arms. And it's the same motherfuckers that would 
fucking sit there and tell you that that Jason Aldean song's not racist and that music video is not racist are telling you how disgusting it is that Tyler Childers is, you know, showing off the real life struggles of gay people working in the Appalachians. Let that sink in. These motherfuckers will tell you that violence is a thing when they couldn't fucking throw a fist to hurt somebody in reality and then are disgusted by gay people just trying to live real, real life. Here's the answer to all of it. Fuck off. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Don't get on the internet and start spewing hatred in the name of somebody that doesn't care for you. That goes for politicians, actors, actresses, me, anybody fucking else. Pro wrestling. I, the amount of fucking arguing I see online is just people not knowing how to fucking argue. And you guys can go listen to the Geek Out show we did a couple weeks ago with D Amazing. I talked about this. Big problem with today is most people don't know how to fucking argue. Go listen to Tyler Childers. Fucker's got some good music too. I'm a real big fan of... Uh, What's that diddle? What is that? Oh, diddle diddle. All, all yours. But also check out the music video for In Your Love. It's, it's beautiful. Did anybody else catch Sloppenheimer? Apparently it's a gorgeous movie, but uh, runtime is way too long. I'm, I'm about fucking tired of these studios putting out these goddamn three-hour fucking period pieces. How fucking shitty is your storytelling that you can't wrap it up in a tight 90? Can, can we just be honest? Not once when I was a kid did I ever think that a movie was not expansive enough because it wasn't three fucking hours. Right? When saw Transformers... Uh, Rise of the Beast. Don't know how long that was, but I didn't think it was three fucking hours. And I told you guys, I think it's the best Transformers movie I've ever fucking seen. Grant, I've only seen two, but that one was the best. Doesn't have to be long. Tighten your shit the fuck up. If it needs to be three hours, it's called a second. And if the first one bombs, you didn't need to make that fucking sequel, bro, because the story you were telling wasn't fucking good enough. Quote me on that one. Send it to all the Hollywood exec dipshits. I'm fucking tired of shit that's overly long for no fucking reason. And people are like, it's a historical event. All this stuff really happened. I'm pretty sure, even though I haven't seen it, there's some fucking... Somebody getting fucked with a book or some shit. I don't need to see Lawrence Pugh topless. Also, all you motherfuckers out there, they've got this weird thing with Lawrence Pugh. Or Florence Pugh. Yeah, she's cute. She might be the hottest woman in Hollywood rocking a septum ring. But it's a little creepy. She looks young. I'm an old man. If you look under 25, I start feeling like it's a little bit of a pedophile thing. Somebody the other day was like, what do you think of her? I'm like, she looks young. Fuck, no. It was some barista at a coffee joint. And I'm like, I'm not fucking looking at her. I'm a married man. I ain't got time to be worried about what that high schooler's doing over there. Trying to send me to jail? You know, most of the time when I record these, I then edit them. And I might hear things that I fucking forgot about. And I'm like... Ah, man, should I go in and re-record that? No, I'm not going to do that. So let's just go ahead and jump back to a few more things that I forgot about from uh, San Diego Comic-Con reveals that I was really ex I thought were really cool. Masterverse, New Eternia, Trapjaw. It's got the ring on the helmet. It looks like, you know, a um, 
Well, let's just say he looks like a, what was that show about like the zombies and monsters playing sports? He looks like one of the guys, the zombie monster things trying to play football with his helmet. But I like it. Metal arm looks like it's got a big rotation on it. Standard like kind of musculature on the other arm. Got the loincloth, metal legs, swords, a hook, um, like a tra- trap jaw on there. Looks sweet. Who doesn't like a good old-fashioned trap jaw? I like this one. And I also think that it looks a lot better than that deluxe one they released that kind of had, like, if the jaw dropped down, it looked really funny, like there was a tongue sticking out. I don't need perverted trap jaw on my toy shelf. If I look over there and that jaw's articulation dropped, and it's like... I don't need perverted trap jaw on my collection. This trap jaw looks tight, though. I'm liking this. Also... I can't remember the rest of the figures from this wave. I think it's going to be another Disney Plus wave from Marvel Legends, not Marvel 11th. Who's talking about that one? Agatha Har- Hargrave? Is that her name? From uh, WandaVision? I'm going to go ahead and say. I'm liking this figure. The likeness is solid. Um, oh, what is that actress' name? I love her. I, she cracks me up. She's been in so much good things. Catherine Han. Han? Um, if you guys haven't seen, like, some more things of her than WandaVision, a lot of people know her from Step Bros, where, um, she's what, Will Ferrell's character's sister-in-law, and she's got the thing for John C. Riley's character. Pretty damn funny in that one. But, I suggest, oh, she also had a good, like, a uh, little couple episodes of cameos in Parks and Rec, but what I think that you should see her in, and one thing that I just absolutely, like, just find her hilarious in, is the goods. The goods. Live hard, sell hard. Um, great comedy. Really, really um, underrated. But she is a crazy car salesman that's part of this crazy car selling team that come in to help um, James Brolin's character sell off his car lot because he's been pretty stagnant. And she, uh, yeah, she had me dying in that one. But, yeah, Agatha, eh, not going to butcher the character's name anymore. Also, um, there, I, it's so hard to tell from, the, like, these digital renders they put out, but there was a showing of a, uh, Undertaker. He's got glasses, shirtless, black jeans, and a baseball cap. So I sit there and I see that, and I'm thinking this has to be American Badass Timeline, but I, somebody said there's tattoos on the neck, so it puts it later in the time frame. So it's probably not American Badass Undertaker. But I can't think of like Undertaker wearing sunglasses too many times outside of the American Badass phase. And most of the time, if you had a hat outside of the American Badass phase, it was some sort of like Western-looking hat. Why is my coworkers texting me on my day off? But that being said, super cool here. I'm digging it. Um, yeah. Undertaker, baby. One of the greatest pro wrestling characters of all time. I think most spooky characters in wrestling are stupid. They don't really work because wrestling's supposed to be like this fake thing that allows you to, you know, suspend disbelief for this craziness. And when you are dealing with spooky characters, it generally doesn't work. But for some reason, The Undertaker has always worked. And Kane always worked. I think because they kind of humanized Kane more and more as the years went on. Also, somebody was like, wait, 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 wait. Maybe I was talking about this elsewhere, but I'll share it with you guys. 
the thing that excited me the most out of a lot of the San Diego Comic-Con images were the uh, announcement that Mattel will be replacing the WWE Ruthless Aggression line. Like I said, told you guys, I got out of wrestling around the Ruthless Aggression line. They're going to be replacing that with the Monday Night Wars line. It's going to be a Walmart exclusive. And that is where I'm like, yes, please. Thank you. That was my time of pro wrestling. I'm a fan of that. That's my pro wrestling. Um, off the bat, they're doing a... Um, Walmart exclusive because the whole line's Walmart exclusive. The first wave of the ultimate wrestlers will be Rodney Riley Piper and Brett the Hitman Hart. This is like a black tights with all the pink detailing. This is probably like my favorite colorway of Bret Hart. And then the second wave of the uh, ultimate will be a WCW Cruiserweight time frame Eddie Guerrero and the, WC or the WWF Championship Mankind. This is the Mankind I'm waiting for, baby. Yes, this Mankind right here. Uh, if you go to Ringside Collectibles, they're fucking everybody over with these... Uh, this Three Faces of Foley pack. I told you guys, it's like 100 bucks for three figures. They're not even the, the super articulated, super amount of accessories, ultimates. These are their basics. The basics are like 22 bucks at Walmart and Target. Um, but for some reason, these guys are all going to be 34. It's, it's WCW area um, time frame, Cactus Jack, Mankind from the entrance, or from the first look with Brown, and then Dude Love. All three great looks. I love Mick Foley. He is such an underrated hero of that time frame. I've talked to you guys about the Hell in a Cell match. Um, but I'm like, 35 bucks for an exclusive action figure that... If that went to regular retail, would be twenty-two. Like, fuck, man, come on. This Walmart exclusive, you know, with more articulation, more accessories, is going to be what thirty, like thirty-two ninety-nine. Come on, do better. But that also being said, um. One of the stupidest decisions ever made at WCW, they're going to be putting this in action figure form. Unmasked Rey Mysterio. Let me tell you right now. The WWE has made so much fucking money from Rey Mysterio mask. Stop and think about that one. Because, let's be honest here. The face mask is really generic. You got like the full back or like the straps. Um, the designs are pretty much the same outside of like any major events. So you just take the same mask, the same design, and keep putting it in different fucking colors every fucking month. You can have a new Rey Mysterio mask at the merch table every fucking four weeks if you just market or you just properly have that thing going. T-shirts just fucking keep changing the colors. WCW wasn't smart enough to think that. They were like, we'll take the mask off. And I've heard the fucking guy that was running WCW at the time where they took the mask off. And they are like, well, he's such a small guy. We really wanted people to be able to connect with him by seeing his facial expressions. People were already fucking connecting with him through his fucking awesome matches. Not to mention, it's not a full face mask. You can see Rey Mysterio's eyes and his mouth. You know how much emotions can come through the eyes from a good pro wrestler? Especially one that has the ring psychology of Rey Mysterio. You took away a marketing tool. And that's because the motherfuckers at WCW were too stupid to know how to merchandise. And that's one of the reasons I think the WWF will always be 
the top dog in pro wrestling. They know how to merchandise. And when you're merchandising kids, you create fond memories for those kids when they're adults. So they, like, man, I love wrestling. It's the whole thing that worked on me. I have fond memories of a bygone era of pro wrestling. I'm like, we're like 25 years away from like the era era of pro wrestling that like when you talk about pro wrestling it's suck it smell what the rocks cooking that was 24 25 years ago that time frame was from like 97 to 02 and i talk about it so fondly but also coming in the monday night wars uh yeah fake diesel now everybody's like fake diesel after kevin nash and scott hall stopped being Razor Ramon and Diesel and switched over to start forming the NWO and WCW. The WWE was like, we have the trademark on those characters. So what we're going to do, since they're characters, we're going to put two different guys in as those characters. And we'll just keep those characters rolling. I can't remember who the guy that did uh, Razor Ramon was, but um, Glenn Jacobs, they put into the fake Diesel moniker. Now, if you guys are wondering, like, who's Glenn Jacobs? Why does that name sound familiar? He's Kane. That's right. Before he got the character of Kane, there were several things that they attempted to do with uh, Glenn Jacobs. At one point in time, he was, uh, was it, the Dennis Isaac Yankum? If that's not a shitty dad joke, I don't know what is. But he was also the fake Diesel before they realized that was a terrible fucking idea. So... Yeah, then there's also going to be the first appearance of Scott Hall on WCW Nitro. So it's like his blue jeans sucked into his boots, his vest. He is still very much feeling like the uh, Hey Yo, Chico, Razor Ramon character. Kevin Nash showing up in the shirt, the jeans, and like the hat on top of his deal. If you guys want a good podcast, go listen to Kevin Nash's podcast. He almost had me in tears last week when I was listening to that one. Um, But yeah, you guys. Like I said. I think that's the magic of WWE. They have so much history, and they can take... They're creating new fans with children. I think that that's the genius of them. At a certain point in time, they were marketing to kids. Then during the Attitude Era, they kicked it up and made it a much more mature product. But they have constantly tried to make it a family-friendly show. You take the kids, you buy the t-shirts, you buy the drinks, you cheer for the good guy, you boo the bad guy, and you buy the toys. And I think that family-friendly atmosphere is missing from a lot of the other companies. TNA, yeah, they said it stood for total nonstop action, but everybody knows if you turned on TNA at a certain point in time, and somebody who didn't know what it was, and you're like, oh, I'm watching TNA wrestling. Tits and ass wrestling. What the hell is wrong with you, boy? You pervert. So, yeah. And now AEW. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're... Uh, Every time I hear about it, it's like, did you hear that they had a cage match and they had tacks and a bed of nails and everybody was bleeding? Somebody took a bump on. A th- yeah, it's all shit that we saw during the Attitude Area. You're not, they don't have that fan base that has matured into that yet. I I, I hope nothing but the best because who doesn't love pro wrestling at at a certain point in time in your life? You might not be a fan now. You might not want to carve out all the time to watch pro wrestling. It's hard for me to even gain interest, but I do watch some certain things and I don't watch other things. And yeah, Monday Night War era action figures, it's going to be a bitch. Walmart exclusives, but that's uh, what I'm looking forward to. Like 
And who I didn't think I'd be even interested in that. And I'm not going to go after everything, but like Black Tight, Bret Hart, yeah. Mankind, absolutely. What else is coming down the road? Who knows? We'll see. Okay, so I had high, high hopes. In the words of Panic at the Disco, I had high, high hopes. And I still like it, but my hopes came crumbling down a little bit. And that's not because of what it was, but my expectations of what I saw were different than what's coming out. So let's just go ahead and jump into it. They're not cowboy sharks. They're gangster sharks. Right now, up for pre-order, Fury Toys 112 Scale Abyss Force. You are going to be getting Public Enemy Arthur. This is the Great White, Tommy Gun, little hat, belt, multiple hand options. One of the hand options was actually designed to hold a red cup of wine. You get a revolver, a couple blast effects, a cigar. Beautiful. Then, um, I believe this is a tiger shark looking at the colors. This is the one I'm still a big fan of because I think it can kind of be cowboyish. But, shark, this is a green and yellow pants. It's like a checker pattern. Brown boots. Two Tommy guns. Blast effects. <clears throat> sticks of dynamite for his um, strap across his chest. A rose. Multiple hand options. Look beautiful. That is going to be Crazy Boy Billy. Billy even sounds like a Western name, right? And then the one that I still also think is really cool. The Hammerhead Shark is going to be Gypsy. He comes with the Championship Cumberbund. Comes with a half-eaten fish. An anchor. Uh, some No guns. But two bottles. Multiple hand options. Chains. The Championship Cumberbund. Um, what are they called? Iron, iron, brass knuckles? Brass knuckles, that's what they're called. Um, yeah, this one looks cool. Uh, you can get those at $59.99 or $170 for all three with an extra bonus set of uh, accessories. And let me see if I can find that bonus set of accessories because it's not a bad little, it's, um, you know, nothing crazy, but nothing that's abnormally like bad. Um, what is it? Let me go to old 5K toys on here because this is a professional podcast. And where I don't have all of it pulled up at the same time, I'm going to get you the information. You understand me? You heard? Yes, you heard. Is it sold out? Good Lord. Why is it not like front and center on the front page? Good googly moogly. What's going on here? That bonus pack of accessories are going to come with an arm, a dismembered arm, two Molotov tails, a baseball cap, a Newsy hat, and a couple of goat bars. Now, yeah, that's not bad. So, I mean, 60 that's, yeah, an extra pack, and it's like $10 underneath what you'd be to get the other three at retail. Good googly moogly, that's not too bad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you've all been properly mentally scarred and uh, that the sensei of fuckery came across on his fuckery. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Shout out to Gil, Matt, Christian over at the Main Geek Out Show. Shout out to all the homies in real life. Shout out to everybody listening to here. You're a homie in the waters. Um, until next time, guys, I've been putting together some ideas, and I think that what we're going to do is we're going to have a random meetup. I'm going to schedule a meetup. I'm going to order a whole bunch of canned cheeseburgers from whatever the hellhole country that is that thought that was a great idea. And we're just going to have a canned cheeseburger, cold, fresh out the can, cheeseburger eating contest. And the first person that doesn't have diarrhea wins. There's a lot more going into this one. I, I, I've got a lot more thinking to do. We're nowhere near being ready for this, if you can't tell. But thank you guys for listening, and until next time. What do you...